At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. On a Tuesday night from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, alongside former NFL quarterback Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Week one of the preseason gets underway on Thursday nights. We got some interesting nuggets coming out of training camps today. Some good, some bad, some requested trades, some fired coaches. So we got a whole lot to get to. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers on the docket tonight for summer conditioning. So uh, a whole lot to get to here, Sean. Um, but what are you sweating tonight? That's what I want to know. I am sweating one uh, game. I had two baseball plays tonight, uh, the first being first five under three and a half in the Guardians game. I think uh, Shane Bieber's he was rounding back today. into form. I want to say it was 0-0 through five. Uh, I think the game is now 2-0, if I'm not mistaken. But also have a live sweat going I have the Atlanta Braves on the run line. They are currently tied 5-5, I think going into the top of the eighth against the Boston Red Sox. They had a 4-2 lead. Uh, I didn't anticipate you know, this game being this competitive. I think Boston's kind of melded in on the season. They're probably going to be a team that I bet against you know, the rest of the, the, the way because, I mean, right now it's hard to play baseball. I mean, you look at these lines. I mean, everything's $2 or more. You know, you don't really love a whole lot of the underdogs, so – you know, for the most part, I've moved on to football, but I did, you know, like these two plays. I looked around, and a couple other people that I trust felt the same way, so I rolled with it. Well, going back to your uh, your Guardians play, it was one nothing after five, so okay. easy cash for you. And you mentioned Shane Bieber, uh, seven scoreless for Shane Bieber tonight, eight strikeouts as the Guardians right now, fifty-seven and fifty-two, and uh, just a half game back of first place. Uh, in the AL Central. The White Sox, though, seem to be maybe figuring it out. I don't know. Uh, they lead right now, though. Right, uh, so White 3-1. Sox backers will say all of their White pitfalls Sox- and, and shortcomings have been because of injury, and so they're finally getting healthy. White Sox backers have, uh, yeah, have been have been uh, hoping for a lot all year long. What inning is that game? Uh, I believe it's the eighth inning right now. Wow, uh, plus 4,000. And uh, the Royals to come back. By the way, we got some really uh, tasty evening affairs. Uh, We've got the Dodgers and the Twins. That's coming up uh, in just a couple minutes out at uh, Chavez Ravine. And the Minnesota Twins, if they lose that game, thanks 
in part to the Guardians' victory, they would drop to a tie for first in uh, the NL, or excuse me, the AL Central. Um, and that uh, that pitching matchup is uh, Ryan against Urias. I would bet the right Twins there. in that game. If yeah. you guys want some action, I, I'll take the Twins. I'll take Joe Ryan at that price. Plus 210 yeah. uh, at DraftKings. Pretty much a uh, little shorter here at Circa. Plus 203 on uh, on the uh, road dog. I there. definitely wouldn't lay that kind of number with Urias. And then uh, Garrett Cole on the road tonight against Luis Castillo. Now, with the Seattle Mariners. He's already faced the Yankees once. That game coming up uh, in just a little bit as well. So Castillo, I believe this is his home debut with yeah. the Seattle Mariners. And uh, he's uh, catching some plus plus price there. Plus 120 here at Circa. And as you see right there uh, on your screen at DraftKings, plus 115. That's a tough call. Uh, looks like I see it as high as plus 125. Is Garrett Cole going to stink up the joint for a second consecutive start? Because remember... Last time out, he faced the Mariners and got absolutely lit up. Uh, with- well, there's two ways to look at this. Castillo is one of the most sought-after guys at the free agent deadline. Ended up in Seattle. Yep. So you're getting him at plus money, which you don't get a lot. But you also don't really ever get Garrett Cole. At that short of a price. At, at that short of a price. So, you know, if anything, I'd probably say that they both, you know, pitch their, to their best version of themselves. I might take the first five under. Okay. If I was going to play that game. Garrett Cole has really struggled of late, so maybe – this is a bounce-back spot. He gave up three homers, as mentioned, on his last start against the Seattle Mariners in New York, uh, a game he got the loss. Six innings, six runs, seven hits. And then the uh, the outing prior to that, he struck out nine but gave up five runs in six innings against the, uh, against the Royals. So it's been a bit of a rough go there for Garrett Cole. Uh, so we'll see if he uh, bounces back tonight. That game's starting here shortly so uh some fun games we got we got the padres going on right now sean mm-hmm. uh they just started already in another hole against the san francisco giants so they're trying to figure it out joe musgrove in that one gave up a home run in the first inning so the padres already have a deficit as uh you know uh the folks out in san diego you and i uh padre backers we need uh we need this padre team to start figuring it out right now clinging to that final wild card spot, just a game clear of the Milwaukee Brewers, who, by the way, are leading the Tampa Bay Rays in the top of the sixth right now. So it's getting to that fun time. We're, we're keeping an eye on the standings. Still plenty of games to be played. Uh, here's a graphic, and I think we'll get to this a little bit later. The yes-no props on will they make the playoffs. Um, so some fun baseball going on right now. Uh, not fun. Now, you mentioned your bets. Uh one bet that was out there, uh, a particular better, Sean, uh, I don't think this guy or gal is having a, a good day. $264,000 on the Cardinals' money line. <laughs> uh, it is 12-0 Rockies in the fourth inning. So, but they got time. You know, yeah, he's got a chance. He could uh, maybe get back and uh, you know take that 13-to-1 money line price to, uh, to bounce back there for the, for the Cards who find themselves down... 12 runs. Uh, Mikey Michaelis uh, gave up a whopping, uh, Miles Michaelis gave up 10 runs on 14 hits, Sean, in the first uh, two and two thirds. Doesn't that seem a little low on the cards? They're only plus 1,300. <laughs> it does seem a little hey, low. Yeah, Gotta give on. me a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> They're down 12 nothing for the love of God. Uh, so uh, that one particular better, I don't think he's uh, too thrilled about where uh, where he currently is situated. So a lot of baseball going on tonight. As we mentioned, a really fun one out in uh, up in Seattle. 
uh, with the Mariners and the Yankees with Castillo against Garrett Cole. And uh, they flashed up Garrett Cole's career numbers. It's interesting. His career numbers are so strong against the Mariners, despite the fact that he got absolutely lit up the last time he faced him, 2.48 ERA in his career against the uh, Seattle Mariners. So, it's, yes. it's, it's really a good line of thinking to bat guys that are elite like that, that mm-hmm. had bad outings if they're not hurt. Yeah. You have to make sure that they're not, you know, some injury that they're trying to cover up or fight through. But you, you pitch enough games in baseball, you're going to have a rough out in the two. You know, then you get Garrett at a good price tonight. I mean, if you like the Yankees, you think yesterday kind of turned their, you know, little stretch around because they had been struggling a little bit. But they kind of, you know, hit the ball out of the park a little bit. Then, then you get a good number tonight. But Luis Casillo has been very good for the Reds. You know, that's why the Mariners traded for him. So, you know, again, I, if I was going to play that game, it would probably be first five under. Yeah, and that first five under, you're not alone because the total is three <laughs> in the first five. Hmm. Uh, you can get plus money, though, on the under, uh, taking a look at it right now. Uh, first five under, pulling it up, uh, the under is plus, one tw- uh, plus 102. There it is, uh, on the under three. You know what? Make the night interesting. A little, little keep Tim entertained bet. I'll, I'll roll, I'll listen to the to uh, Big Stick Adamas over here. Yeah. We'll roll first five under. Let's get some scoreless uh, scoreless innings out there. And I would, I would That's t- a kiss of death, by the way. Take a little nibble on the Twins. First five and the Twins for the game. That's a good price for Joe Ryan. All right, so we got those games uh, just about to, and to then get underway. I get two runs in the Braves. Yeah, you need Red some Sox. help there. Not really. It's one swing away from it being 7-5 Atlanta. All right. Um, Put my guy Swanson at the plate. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, Sean, you were not here last week. You were uh, enjoying your vacation. I pulled it up. Uh, for some reason... The website football database, footballdb.com, does not have your preseason statistics while you were in Tampa. But I do have your stats in Arizona and in Indianapolis. 2004, completed 70% of your passes in Arizona, Sean, in the preseason. That was accurate. 29 of 41, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, 2006 in Indy, though, 44 of 71, 62%, two touchdowns. Three picks, Sean. Yeah, got unlucky in a couple of those games. A couple <laughs> balls tipped. I probably threw about seven touchdowns, too. Man, I had, They had the dropsies on me that year. They did. They had the dropsies on me. This should get a run in, too, for the Braves, hopefully. I've got the run line, though, so what could go wrong? Okay, guys at second. That would base hit. What was uh, your mindset heading into? Uh... It did very. <clears throat> you know, when, when I was with the Bucks, I, I was a rookie. Of course, I wanted to. You know, this might be the only time I got in the game this year. So, of course, I was amped up. Yeah, amped up. You know, want to, you know, put my best foot forward. Uh, second year, I was a starter. So, just making sure I didn't get hurt. Third year, I was perturbed because they had given Brad Johnson what I thought was my money. So, I was, <laughs> I was, I was on a blitz. I was on a blitzkrieg that year. I wanted to play in every minute of the preseason. I just wanted every throw was like, should have gave me that money. And then the uh, fourth year, it, I kind of was was indifferent. You know, they had drafted Chris Sims, you know, so it's kind of like whatever. <laughs> then in Arizona, I mean, it was kind of like me and Josh McCown were like competing, like right. sort of. But he had been there, you know, he had a lot of support within the organization. So in Indy, I, I got hosed in Indy. 
I got hosed. Well, who was the starter in Indian 06? It was Peyton. Oh, so you were going to be Peyton's backup? Yeah, I got hosed. Who'd they end up I, I, Sorgi? Yeah, pull up Sorgi's preseason stats. <laughs> yeah, I got hosed there. Yeah. You probably were thinking, man, I'm going to go back up Peyton. Yeah, I'm going to be get, on easy street. I'm going to get hosed in this Braves game, too. They're going to win by one run. <laughs> Would you, will you bet the preseason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I, I think there are a Actually, lot. Actually, I have of, a really strong play Friday. There are a lot of angles you can, yeah. you can take a look at when it comes to the preseason. Who's got quarterback competitions? What coaches thrive in the preseason? We'll get to all those trends uh, as the show and the week goes on. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Some news and notes from around the NFL. Some good, not so good. We'll talk about those next right here on the Nightcap. Here are three. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome back in. This segment of the Nightcap is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn pouches, nicotine pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside former Colts quarterback, Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Went to Wikipedia <laughs> looking at the offseason moves of the 2006 Indianapolis Colts. Edwin James's contract expired that previous season, so they went out and uh, drafted Joseph Adai in the first round. Yeah, LSU. Uh, the Colts opted not to re-sign that idiot kicker, Mike Vanderjack. <laughs> yeah, I missed him. And brought in Adam Vinatieri. And former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Sean King was signed to compete with Jim Sorgi for the backup quarterback position. But was later cut. Yeah, I got hosed. And replaced by, do you know who replaced you? He was practice squad. Josh Betts from Miami. Yeah, practice squad. Yeah, he was guy. practice squad. Um, they only kept two quarterbacks on uh, 
That was right when the NFL stopped keeping three. And like Bob Sanders was injured. Cato June was like they had like four defensive starters that were going to start the year. Not on the pup because they weren't going to miss six weeks. They were on some list. So they, they only kept two quarterbacks. I was actually told if we thought the backup had to actually play, you'd be on the team. But this is before Peyton had ever missed a game. This is before the injury where he had to sit out. So I got hosed. So I went, by the way, they won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I got hosed. I mean, if they just went and had an average year, I'd have been okay. Um, you asked me to look up what Jim Sorgi did in the preseason that year. Uh, he completed seven of 19 passes exactly. for 64 yards. No touchdowns and a pick. Yeah. Now, it was his third year there. Think about that. I, I've been King, there for six months. Sean King was 44 of 71, two touchdowns <clears throat> and three picks. Sacked eight times. Damn, Sean. Get out. Yeah, I, I think a couple of those are nil downs. Ah. Yeah. So, did you do something to, to piss off? No, nah, man. Who knows, man? So... Take me through when you're watching the Colts make that run in the postseason. Are you just grinding your teeth? Yeah, I was disgusted. That was your guy, Tony Dungy. Yeah, I know. But again, they had defensive injuries, and that was the first year that, that teams that started only keeping two quarterbacks and then having the third guy be a practice squad guy. That's when they were kind of manipulating the rules with the rosters and you know all that foolishness. By the way, the Red Sox just scored the tie at six, which actually is not that bad for me. I need the Braves to get motivated, put some runs up. Your guy Booger couldn't put in a good word. He was on that. Booger team. wasn't there yet. When so did he Booger come came like mid season. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, you had a good preseason, though. That was your last uh, go of it yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Could have won another ring. I know. Could have had another. I don't know what happened to my jersey. I actually wore 10. I was dope, too. I got you to find some pictures. I was rocked up. Like, I had been lifting. Man. <laughs> I made the uniform look good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> can you can you tell? I when So you played the entire preseason, all four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So final game was against the Bengals, September 1. Did you play in that game? I don't remember that game. All right. So that was the fourth and final game. What happens after that? So I actually, I actually thought I would made the team, to be honest. We were having, like, this big cookout at Reggie Wayne's house. And, like, we were – I mean, I was staying in Bill Polian's condo, you know. So I was like, you know, okay. You know, I, I know I had played well enough to make the team. And, you know, you never want them to call you on cut day. Like, I tried to keep my phone off trick. It doesn't work. Like, they figure out how to get in touch with you, so – <laughs> tried, tried to do what the avoidance uh, what, trick. What they work. did in office space. Yeah, the, avoid, which is the avoidance turn trick. Turn off your uh, turn off your uh, yeah. duck out early on Friday. Turn off the uh, answering machine, and you'd be home scot free. You were yoked. Yeah, man. Look at you. I'm telling you, you like, had the you had the white and the blue uniform. Yeah, Woo. I mean, I was ready, man. I figured they were gonna be pretty good. I was like, Peyton, you know, get a couple blowouts. You know, I get me some 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 garbage time, put some good film back together. I mean, I'd rather have that jersey than the uh, the Sean King thirty, no, I want the 30. phantom two lane yeah, basketball jersey. I want the thirty because there's documentation of this. There's yeah. statistics. There's pictures. You know, I, I want the thirty, the two lane basketball. 
Well, if you can find it, so what would you do? Like, what do you? If you ever, if you ever see anybody on that team, I got hosed. They know it. Like all of the guys know it too. All right, when Marvin Harrison or Joseph Adai walk in here, I'll make sure to. Yeah, ask, I'll make I mean, sure to ask come them. to Vegas. Dallas ask Clark. Yeah, they know it. That had to been a fun, fun team. It to, was to play with. It was real fun. Jeff Saturday. Peyton was fun. We too. Can get Saturday. You know what? Saturday's in the media. We yeah. Get Saturday on. He might not remember it, but. I mean, well, yeah, he would. Saturday, I mean, he Saturday remembers everything. Yeah, yeah. He's an undrafted free agent. He probably remembers everything. I don't know how close he is with Sorgi, though. But they they know I deserve to make that. So I got holes. If Sorgi walked in right now, would you want to stick him? No, it's not his fault. He did what I did. <laughs> if they didn't call him and didn't call me, he just showed up to work the next day. Um, all right, I want to read you some quotes, Sean, uh, and uh, you can uh, tell me your level of uh, uneasiness or uh, excitement. Um, you knew there were going to be flaws, or otherwise he wouldn't be here in the first place, but the flaws are just uglier so far than I expected to be. Quarterback Carson Wentz has been consistently uneven Sometimes throwing incredible darts and other times inexplicable ducks. The starters had intercepted quarterback Carson Wentz on consecutive snaps. Those were some quotes from beat reporters at Commander's Camp today. (laughs) Still feeling good about your guy, Carson? I'm not as bullish as I was. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with those comments. Because I don't know who that guy is or, or lady is. They, they could not even know what they're looking at. But I actually did see a lot of the clips from the, uh, I guess they had like some kind of big scrimmage inside of the stadium. Yes. That was had, open had, for the yeah, fans. Had, like, yeah, so I, I, saw, yep, yep. I, I saw a lot of clips from that. And I just didn't like the way he was throwing off platform when it wasn't necessary. And he missed a couple throws. You know, I tell you who I did love, though. And I'm going to end up looking like a genius on this one is Sam Howe. Well, the problem is you already said that Carson Wentz is going to have a Pro Bowl year. I said him or Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> I did put that caveat Yeah, in there. you did. Yeah. I'm still feeling pretty confident about where I stand. Well, we're going to talk still on both of those. We'll talk to my uh, guy. Also, out of command- Somebody's got to play quarterback in Pittsburgh. Also out of uh, commander's camp, uh, they fired their defensive line coach. That was odd. So that seems promising to just, you know, in camp, fire your defensive line coach, Sam Mills, because of a, quote, Difference of philosophy. So I was trying to like read up on Warren this. Warren Sapp was there today. Yeah. Was he back there? Yeah. I mean, I the name I heard was Ryan Kerrigan. He was I there guess too. He was already on the staff or something. No, so. he was just inducted into the Ring of Fame. I think oh, he's just, okay. He just he was in town. I, I don't know what they got going on. I don't think Sapp is is trying to coach. But we'll see. Very. That's uh, yeah, just. Typical commanders, uh, or I guess I should say Washington commanders are have no typicalness because it's their first year. Uh, but yes. Yeah, I'm probably going to rein back in my commander's love. <laughs> Not because I, I don't still think they got a shot, just because I, turmoil, you know, on a team without, like, proven leadership doesn't generally lead to consistent success. So. Uh, Jonathan Allen today said he was sad because he and – Coach Sam, we're getting along well. We were ma- really making some progress as a defensive unit. What did Chase Young say? Is Chase Young back? Oh, no. Chase Young's going to miss the first six weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember, remember, I told you these things. I know. And you just didn't listen. No, I heard you. It's okay. Um, all right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to Windy City. You're so sensitive, by the way. I just like being right. 
Uh, the new front office regime doesn't value me here. Another quote, feel, uh, that was Roquan Smith, by the way, uh, who requested a trade, just second team All-Pro last year. Field, only good player they have. Yeah, only good player that they have. Fields isn't the problem with the Bears' offense. It's talent around him. Everyone from the offensive line to the wide receivers and tight ends aren't good enough. If you want to be a good football team, then you have to have mental and physical stamina. The Bears, as you see right there, if you're watching with us, have suffered more injuries in camp than any other team. Roquan Smith, by the way, last year, 163 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, three sacks, uh, and he has uh, said, I want out. He's one of only two good players. Yeah, they have two. Who's the other one? Uh, the D lineman. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll get the thoughts of Sam Munson on the Commanders, on the Bears, and all things NFL next right here on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. And our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We continue our summer conditioning with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about the Steelers coming up at the top of the hour. But right now, we head to the phones. We bring in Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Sam, the lead NFL analyst for PFF. And Sam, uh, we talked about the Miami Dolphins last week, and I'm just curious the numbers and how you guys have broken down this Dolphins team with uh, the clear upgrade at left tackle with Armstead, go out and get Tyreek Hill, you know, bring in Mike McDaniel, an offensive-minded head coach, as opposed to uh, what they had with Flores, more focused on the defense. What are your expectations of the Dolphins? Do you think this team improves from last year's 9-8 and record? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think they're a much better football team, but the entire AFC is better, so it might not get reflected in the record. The, the Dolphins might be one of those teams in the AFC where they've improved over the course of the offseason, but they just lose pace compared to everybody else. I think it kind of depends how this whole offensive experiment or collection of ingredients that have assembled works together, because you're right, on paper – it's a ton of really exciting additions, um, not just Teron Armstead, but Connor Williams on the offensive line as well. And getting that offensive line to a kind of viable level, I think is huge for any prospects they expect to have because the last season, that offensive line, it wasn't just bad. It was historically bad. Um, the Dolphins offensive line last year, they gave up more pressures than any other team in the league by a distance they gave up more pressures than the entire Bengals offensive line did, including their Super Bowl run. So, and then the Bengals had a terrible offensive line. So Miami's line was awful, adding one of the best left tackles in the league, adding Connor Williams to the line. Robert Hunt, I think, is a good incumbent 
all of a sudden you've got at least three fifths of that line now that look like they should be in reasonable shape. And then you got to patch up the rest, the Tyree kill and, and Galen Waddle thing, I think is really exciting to see how those guys combine on the field at the same time. And then the other element is, you know, Mike McDaniel's offense isn't just a, a good proven system coming over from that Shanahan tree, but those offenses always tend to improve the offensive line as well. So the, the line might get a boost just from the offensive system coming in as well, which would be huge. You know, Sam, I initially thought that nine looked right. I am starting to think the over may be the play only because it looks like Makai Becton is going to be out again for the season for the Jets, who I thought would be improved. But, I mean, that's a huge loss for them. And then Belichick's basically taking the year off. He's making sure that all his defensive buddies in the league you know, have a job. So I don't think New England's <laughs> going to be very good on offense. The fact that, that Belichick, you know, I'm not really sure what he's doing. And with the Becton situation, is maybe the over now the play because division may not be as tough as we expected? Yeah, I think the Patriots thing is the big the big point there. I think you're right that the, the really important move or the really important difference between last year and this year, expecting Mac Jones to take this big leap forward in year two, and he was the most impressive rookie quarterback last year. I don't think you can overstate how big a loss it is losing Josh McDaniels as the as the uh, offensive coordinator there. And it doesn't even matter, you know, that what they're kind of doing at the moment in terms of not naming an offensive coordinator and, you know, having guys with sort of strange titles and cross positions and all that kind of thing. I think a lot of that is just sort of smoke and mirrors and it's kind of irrelevant. But the point is you had one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL and now you don't and you don't have anything like that. You know, if Matt Patricia is calling offensive plays and also having to deal with the offensive line. Josh McDan or uh, Mac Jones does not have a Josh McDaniels on the sideline to be the sounding board to sort of walk him through and you know be a teammate to get him better over the course of the season and help him in this year two jump that he needs to take to to see how good a quarterback he can be. So I think that's a huge difference and a huge negative facing Mac Jones and the Patriots offense generally. And if Jones doesn't take a step forward this year, the Patriots got, you know, not a lot better or, or arguably worse in a couple of other areas. And I think you're right that the Dolphins could kind of steal a march on them because of that. We're talking once again to Sam Munson, uh, lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Sam, a team that made a big splash in free agency uh, was, of course, the Indianapolis Colts. Out with Carson Wentz, in with Matt Ryan. Uh, a lot of pieces around them. And, you know, from everything you hear from Indianapolis, they just felt like the quarterback play needed to be upgraded. They went out, got Alec Pierce in the second round from Cincinnati. He could be an instant impact type of guy. Uh, what are your expectations of the Colts this year, Sam? Because it feels like most people are penciling them in to win this division, uh, and the odds have reflected that. But are you uh, – are you – pushing back a little bit. What are your expectations of, of the Colts in the AFC South? No, I'm on board at that. I, I think that's the right move. I think that's the right uh, way of looking at it. The big thing is, yeah, look, the Colts did a lot of nice things. I think you have to like being able to get rid of Carson Wentz after a year and actually still get some decent value out of him. And then to parlay that into Matt Ryan, I think that's great business. I agree with you. I think Alec Pierce is a really nice addition to that offense, not just as a a second receiver, but I think he combines well with Michael Pittman Jr. in terms of a skill set. So I think he brings a kind of nice complementary skill set to what they already have. 
Um, but really the bigger point might be the Tennessee just didn't get better. Um, you know, in this AFC where everybody spent the off season trying to improve and taking big steps forward, Tennessee was just spinning its wheels trying to stay where they were last season. And as much as it's hard to argue with what they did last year, it always felt a little bit unsustainable or that they were overachieving a little bit. And it, it was sort of Mike Vrabel somehow pulling these wins together, even when it looked like they shouldn't happen. So I don't know if you give him credit for that. And maybe he's the next Mike Tomlin as a coach that just always gets the best out of the guys that he has. But if you're looking at that and you're saying, well, they lost AJ Brown and they're expecting the combination of uh, Robert Woods coming off an injury and the rookie Traylon Burks to replace AJ Brown and a busted up Julio Jones, it might happen, but there's a reasonable chance it doesn't. Um, the offensive line might be worse than it was a year ago. I just, the Titans have a lot of issues on that team. And I think you should expect Indianapolis to run them closer and, and probably jump ahead of them in that division. Yeah, I agree, Sam. Uh, I want to make sure I get his name right. It's Shaquille Leonard. That's what he <laughs> not, wants to yeah, go by. Not Darius yeah. anymore. This, this year. So I'll make sure I say that right. How good are the Colts on defense? I, I question their overall talent at wide receiver, but I know Frank really with this team wants to play, run the ball, play action, take shots, play great defense. How good is the defense led by Shaquille Leonard? Yeah, I think they could be very good. Well done, by the way, with the Shaquille thing. I would have forgotten that if he <laughs> left it me. Um, I really like the additions that they made. Look, Yannick Ngakwe is a kind of flawed one-dimensional player, but the Colts have the kind of talent to let him just do that one dimension, you know, send him out there as a designated pass rusher and say, don't even worry about the run. We've got it covered elsewhere. Um, Shaquille Leonard has just been incredible the last couple of seasons. Stephon Gilmore quietly might have a really good season or two left in him, kind of lost in the breakdown or the, the, the collapse of Carolina last season was that Stephon Gilmore was playing some really good football once they finally got him back on the field and healthy, and he might be the best corner that the Colts have had for a few years. So all of a sudden you've got playmakers at all three levels of the defense, and yeah, it could be a very good unit. We're talking once again to Sam Munson from uh, Pro Football Focus. Hey, Sam, we got about a minute, a little minute 15 or so. The AFC North, the odds are fascinating. Obviously you got the big uh, Deshaun Watson situation weighing out there, but you look at the Bengals, Ravens, and then the Steelers. Uh, how do you kind of handicap the AFC North in the final minute? Yeah, I mean, let's put Cleveland to one side for yeah. a minute because that's still in limbo. Um, I, I think you've got to love the Ravens based off they got so beat up last season. Uh, remember, they lost their whole backfield essentially before the season started. As the year wore on, they had injuries all over the place, and particularly the secondary got absolutely wrecked. They were calling up guys on a Friday and telling them to go out there and cover Devontae Adams over the weekend. That's just not going to fly. So the Ravens had the number one seed in the AFC for a, a while during that season before those injuries caught up to them. I think they, they're just averagely lucky this season with injuries. They jump back immediately into contention in the AFC. I think there's a pretty good chance they end up winning the division. Um, Cincinnati, I think, overachieved last year, but they did a really good job addressing their biggest weakness with the offensive line. I think they'll still be good, but they might find it you know, tough to, to win that division again. I think they're probably chasing a wild card. And then I'd just be surprised if yeah. Pittsburgh is able to, you know, maintain any kind of good record based off their quarterback play. 
He is Sam Munson. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Sam. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. More to come. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out right now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's Football Betting Guides is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for just 40 bucks a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap. As we learned tonight, maybe could have been two-time Super Bowl champ. Wasn't in the cards. Need to figure out who we can get on the show from the 2006 it's Indianapolis tough. Colts. It's Saturday? Yeah. Right. See, we can work that out. Figure it out. Jeff Saturday can uh, can join I'm just us. Trying to get two runs in, in the Braves game. You got Tony Dungy. He was the one who made the decision. Yeah. Um. By the way, well, he's not going to throw Sorgi under the bus. You <laughs> get Peyton. Peyton to come on. Come on now. He's doing all the media rounds. I'm just trying to get two runs in the Braves game. Can I get that? You have the by the way, uh, Braves on the run line? Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't wait to get home and watch uh, Hart Knox tonight, too. Oh, does this one have enough? Yep, the Padres are fine. No, it oh. does not. Snatched it back. Uh, Juan Soto just went yard for his first home run as a Padre, and Brandon Drury, who they also acquired, at the trade deadline, just hit one to deep center field, but it was brought back in by Mike Yastrzemski as uh, he robs that one, uh, so it keeps it a 1-1 game. But Juan Soto's home run, uh, well, he got all of that one. Uh, at his shoulders, just turned on it, obliterated the baseball. But right now, you uh, 
So you've got the Braves on the run line. Yeah, I just got lucky. Okuna hit a seed. It was right at the left fielder. I mean. You got unlucky. Yeah, unlucky. My yeah. Not unlucky, yeah. All right. Are you excited tonight? I got a DVR. I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah. I think the... The hype train is going to, I mean, we know. And our, we're talking about uh, Detroit NFL Lions. hard knocks. By yeah. the way, do you know, Sean, mm-hmm. who has the midseason hard knocks this year? I don't. It's your former team. Cardinals? Cardinals. They are going to be such a disaster by the middle of the season. Well, they normally start fast and melt down late. Exactly. Yeah. But this year it might be different because they get DeAndre Hopkins back. What does he got me? Six games? Six game suspension. Yeah, so. Oof. Things coming out of Cardinals camp. Uh, hasn't been great. Hasn't been great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm fired up. I- I'm excited. I have uh, I have become a Dan Campbell believer. Yeah, I'm watching, uh, I guess, Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. Does Billy Jean as his uh, – oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, yeah, we'll both head home, take a little, uh, take a little gander at the uh, – <laughs> Hard knocks. Yeah, I'll probably go to my cigar lounge See and watch if, it. See uh, if hit the over uh, over six and a half wins on the Lions while you're at it. Lions give me a fun How have team teams traditionally done after being picked for hard knocks? Who was it? It was the Cowboys last year, wasn't it? No. Who was it last year? It wasn't the Cowboys? I don't think so. I thought it was the Cowboys a couple years ago. I thought it was the Cowboys and then the Colts midseason. Oh, it might have been the Cowboys because it was yeah. really boring. It, it was, was Cowboys a, and then Colts midseason, uh, Cowboys, right? they won the division. Yeah. So it worked out. The Colts certainly, uh, that did not help them. It's an asterisk next to whoever won the East last year. Oh, yeah? Why? It was awful. <laughs> they went 12-5. and five. Yeah, that's, that's – the, the And pri- they played a competitive game with Tampa yeah. in the opener. The year prior, if you want to talk about an asterisk, the 7-9 and nine yeah. football team. Football team. Winning that division. Like, um, can we just come up with – can we just call all of them commanders? I don't know how to differentiate. Like, if I'm talking about the Redskins or the football team or the Commanders, like, just they're the Commanders now. Just call them Washington. Yeah. At all times, they were Washington. I actually like Washington football team. I, I wish did they too. stuck with that. I like the uniforms. Yeah. I, I actually really right, like I got a base hit. Hopefully, that's a double. That should be a run. There Hopefully, go. it's a double. I need the run line. Oh. Uh oh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, whoever just hit that double for the Braves uh, came up lame and was thrown out at second base. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> you did get a run, so now you need a homer. It's 7-6 Braves. Oh, no, I'm going to need uh, Red Sox to tie it up now. Get us to the 10th or 11th. Do you want to have uh, a he little? He better be out for real. <laughs> Do you want to have a little Jimmy G discussion, or do you want to hear some quotes from uh, beat reporters at Patriots? I actually, like, I actually like the quotes. The quotes are pretty, 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 right. pretty cool. So, Aaron, these are uh, quotes from because I don't have a lot reporters for, for your own Jimmy G. Yeah. All right, from Patriots camp, they can't run block, they can't pass block. There was miscommunication with offensive targets. There was an interception on an errant throw. More often than not, Jones had little time to throw the ball. We mentioned this quote yesterday, but as Bears repeating, today it looked like Mac Jones was seeing ghosts. Uh, I think that was from our friend uh, Corey Thompson, uh, Kyrie Thompson, I beg your pardon, of the DBDEEI. Jones has looked confused at times on the field, 
not by his lack of football knowledge, but seeming to not understand why things are being run from time to time. And then one more from a beat reporter covering the Patriots. Mac Jones has had some moments of uncertainty a year. Sorry. Mac Jones had some moments of uncertainty a year ago in training camp, but not nearly as many as you would expect from a rook. This summer, far more. As we just heard from Sam Munson, he thinks there's a significant drop-off coming from the loss of I think Josh some McDaniels. of that is like, there's a narrative that's out there because these guys all have, to, all have defensive backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like some of those quotes, you can't tell all of that from the sideline. That's true. Yeah. I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. Like I played the position. Like you, you, I could just be having like a bad day. Yeah. It might not be that I'm confused or disagree with the play calls or some. It's some of the detail you can't tell all of that just watching a practice. So I think some of it is pushing the narrative, and I don't agree with what Belichick is doing, but I think some of that is they're pushing that narrative like the mad genius is going fully mad. Yeah, I. Because the thing with Mac Jones is, no matter who they brought in, and I had to deal with this. Like, my first four seasons in Tampa, we had four different offensive coordinators. Right. So, as a young quarterback, when you're changing systems, so Josh McDaniels left. So, they were changing systems regardless. So, there was inevitably probably going to be some regression from Mac because he wasn't building upon what he did the year before. He had to start back from scratch and learn a a whole new system. So... You know, you see how his, it, Daniel Jones hadn't handled it well. I mean, all accounts are that, you know, he's been awful, but he's learning a new system. You know, uh, that's never a good thing for a young quarterback. So I anticipated, you know, that Matt probably would have some growing planes. They didn't really do a lot around him to make his life easier. So, you know, I, I'm selling Patriots stock. I'm not, hiring them. I'm not hiring the Patriots this year. The Patriots from 2001 to 2019, Sean, had – Zero losing seasons. Wow. They went seven and nine in twenty twenty. Made the playoffs last year at ten and seven. Yeah, I don't see double. And now their and now their win total is set at eight and a half, which essentially is will they have a winning season this year? Start the season back to back road games, Dolphins and Steelers, then it's the Ravens and Packers, home to the hard knock Lions at the Browns, which uh, will not have Deshaun Watson, Bears, Jets, Colts. Um, but I, I, yeah, it it's hard for me when I look at when I look at that offense and the lack of weapons, Sean, out there. You know, they they have. I believe I saw they have the most money sunk into their wide receivers and tight ends in the league. And when you look at it, I mean, no, who jumps out at you? Who's exciting you? You know, Devontae yeah, Parker. I'd have, to, I'd have to look that Kendrick stat up Bourne, myself. Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. Stat? Where'd you get that stat? There's no way they've got more into them than the Raiders have into Devontae, Darren Waller, and Renfro. I don't see how that's possible. They're not playing uh, Hunter Henry and, and John Lewis Smith that much. Most, rec- most expensive receiving core in 2022. Patriots, $70 million. Jaguars, $53 million. Chargers, $50 million. Giants, $48 million. Wide receivers and tight ends combining to make the number one ranking. 
Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry, wow. Janu Smith. $70 million for that crew. Talk at Steelers next. Check out the VEASAN's. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.